0: You're listening to an all-new episode of Self-Made Strategies. Visit selfmadestrategies.com for new episodes, information about our guests, and a whole lot more.
1: If you're listening on iTunes or Google Play, please go to our show page and leave a review. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Self-Made Strategies Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Lopes, and on today's episode, we'll be discussing pivoting your business while growing rapidly. Today's guests on the Self-Made Strategies Podcast are Marty Lieberman and Pamela Lieberman, founders of MacMart, and you can check out their website at macmartcart.com, macmartcart.com. Hey, Marty. Hey, Pamela. How are you guys doing?
0: Good. Good. How are you? Yeah, really
1: good. Thanks. Thanks for being here. I'm really excited to to talk about Mac Mart. You guys started as a food truck, which we'll hear a lot about on this episode. And then eventually that blew up and you converted it into a brick and mortar location. And you've had some. Some ups and downs along the way, but mostly great success in your uh, mac and cheese business. So, and your specialty is not your grandmother's mac and cheese? Mama's. Not your mama's, not your mama's, mac, mama's and mac and cheese.
0: Or our... your grandmom's. Or, <laughs> yeah. or anyone's. It's not the blue box either.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. All right. So, Marty Lieberman's Mac Mart debuted on the streets of Drexel's campus here in Philly in the winter of 2013. Without much experience running her own business, let alone a food truck. Marty Lieberman knew there were some kinks to work out, but she was determined to succeed. While her cheese sauce was always a hit, she felt like there was something still missing. Marty brought on two people to complete her team, her sister Pamela, who's with us here today, and her then-boyfriend, now-husband Garrett, to sort of complete your executive team for MacMart. By combining Marty's background in public relations, Pamela's love of all things culinary, and utilizing Garrett's brawn for (laughs) day-to-day operations, the bright pink truck became an instant hit at private affairs, night markets, and food festivals. MacMart catered for the likes of Forbes Star Events, Philadelphia Eagles, the Philadelphia 76ers, Wawa's CEO and executive team, to name a few, and MacMart then built up quite a following. With a large social media presence all over the globe and constantly selling out of their famous mac and cheese, MacMart figured it was high time to open its first flagship store in its hometown of Philly. After months of planning, MacMart opened its doors in Rittenhouse Square in the spring of 2016 with expansion plans already in the works. So really exciting to, to hear your story. This is incredible, I think. You took a food truck concept. It blew up you really grew the brand and then managed to turn it into a brick and mortar location. Yeah. So really exciting. So today's episode we're going to get to know Marty and Pamela a little bit better, hear more about the strategies you can use to pivot your business when it's growing rapidly, how to deal with rapid growth, which is actually a question we've gotten frequently by the way, that entrepreneurs who are starting kind of it, it's it's throttling, you know, like feathering the throttle on a car, right? It's yeah. like speed up, get off, speed up, get off. So Yeah. Yeah, why don't you guys Go ahead and kick it off and tell us how you got started with MacMart. Start from day 1.
2: Oh god, day one <laughs> day one was a mess. We we had parked on I mean in a short short explanation of the first day. We had parked on 33rd and Arch where um a lot of food trucks uh, were able to park for free, which was a big deal because I didn't know there's I knew I'd already done the planning of where food trucks were allowed to be because I joined the Philadelphia Mobile Food Association. But there were very strict uh, limitations on where you could park without being towed or shut down right. by L&I. So I had parked on 33rd and Arch, and I was a former Drexel Dragon anyway. So I had known about that. And I had parked on, like, a it's a huge hill. So I didn't even think about the fact that, like, food would be spilling. <laughs> and, like, I would have to – I had no employees with me that day. No change. I <laughs> had So the funniest part was I had put everything that I had cooked from Walmart – in aluminum pans and into my steam tables, and the first person that ordered, I still remember his name. He was very handsome. He was a student named Sam. He was <laughs> I was hoping
1: sweet. you were going to say Garrett. But.
2: <laughs> no, 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 no,
1: that's okay. I'm just he, kidding.
2: He didn't. He didn't. He wasn't on board yet. But right. he, I and I remember Sam came to the window and he ordered the hot dog mac and cheese. And as soon as I start scooping from this from the steam oil table, the pan falls in. Oh. And that's cheese sauce, which is in my mind back then it wasn't that's so much money just wasted. It was right. Oh, I gotta clean up this mess now. So it was like <laughs> I have the mess, I have the customer. And then I finally get him his bowl like 10 minutes later, which now would
0: oh I my mean, God, the anxiety
2: would, would t- make yes. someone wait 10, 10 minutes. We would never make them wait 10 minutes for food, let alone wow. one minute. And my mom and I he hands me a 20 and I just look at him and my mom who was there taking pictures <laughs> was, was like
0: change Mart. Give him change and he was like Change? <laughs> what do you mean change? Like she had never worked in a restaurant, so the thought of having like wow. a bank drawer, yeah,
2: like I didn't even think about change. I didn't think about packaging. Literally thought of nothing. You're selling mac and cheese. That's I it. was like, yeah. Someone's just gonna come and take
0: it off the truck It was what? like a lemonade stand for you. Yeah, and wow. when
2: someone finally gave me money for it, I remember turning around. Other once my mom gave me change to give him, I remember being like, people are gonna give me money for this. <laughs> is awesome. (laughs) And then quickly, so fast forward, we started parking up at Drexel and we quickly learned from other truckers. We actually took from their negative input to us because they weren't very friendly at first. We really learned to take everything they were saying though, and like listen. And so like right right away learned, why am I shopping at Walmart? Like, why am I buying
0: oh, we can go to a oh. restaurant store and get uh, bulk food Yeah, like 50 spend pound, less money. Yeah, like
2: 50-pound bags of onions and not like a three-pound bag with tax. Like, wow. quickly learn that. Quickly learn that, like, the money was in catering. You know, quickly learn that, like, spots are very territorial. Like, you're going to have to work on Sundays to park your truck in the right spot. And if that means driving your truck, taking a cab back to where your car was, driving your car with the food back to the truck, unloading onto the truck, wow. and then driving home all on a Sunday morning to get that spot for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Like, we really picked up on everything and like so much, and then I won't go into it because I know we're going to get to it. So much of this, um, uh, what's the word you keep using? The uh, rapidly growing yeah, rapid growth. Yep. is like the best making the right decisions and like knowing where to put your focus. So for that, that's kind of how we started with the food truck and how we quickly learned what was going to make us or break us. Yeah, there's well. no
0: food truck manual.
2: <laughs> no, there isn't. And the people at yeah.
0: the commissary, unfortunately, weren't. Quick to jump in and be like, hey, let me tell you how to do this. They were quick to say, uh, (laughs) that's what you're doing. Yeah. Then you kind of just follow suit with what they're doing because they're doing it right. Wow. Or just do it better because – started doing started, it better so we're still around was
1: it the pink truck to begin with though yeah from day one yeah. day one so how did you get the the truck to begin with i know that's kind of the simple part of it yeah. i guess but um, but you made this decision that you were going to go into business and run a mac and cheese food truck yeah which is already that
0: wasn't even like a totally real decision like we didn't believe like well i didn't she <laughs> i i remember we were at tgi friday's And It was was so good back then. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, it was good back then. Um, We were sitting. It was me, you, and um, our mom, and she had just come up with the idea. And I remember looking right at her and saying, "Um, okay, open up a mac and cheese food truck, and the first day that you do, I'm going to show up in a mac and cheese outfit, and I'm going to run up and down the street, and I will cheer (laughs) you on. Because I thought it was absolutely ridiculous. Food trucks also were not a big thing at that time, yeah, so right. I couldn't really visualize what she was talking about. And we didn't but, eat from food trucks. We're really
2: particular about food. Yeah, but I thought she
0: was out of her mind.
2: It was really... It started in short because I had to get out of my job at Saks Fifth Avenue. Mm-hmm. And I had made mac and cheese. People liked it. And food trucks were coming up in the city, and I lived in the city at the time. And so, like, I heard about people liking them, but I knew that it was something that the city didn't have, and that if I wanted to open a restaurant, which I didn't, I wasn't interested in that. I didn't know anything. I didn't care. But like food trucks could be cool. No one has mac and cheese. People like junk food. America's kind of chunky. Like let's let's roll with it. And it un- it really actually came about mistakenly because like once I met people in the PMFA, mm-hmm. the Mobile Food Association, like they hooked us up with the people at Nationwide Auto. Once Nationwide Auto wow. started, that was like the buying of the truck. And then once the buying of the truck came, like the I was standing in line at L&I and like Really, the weirdest part was like the day that they handed me the keys. And I was like, can I curse on this? Or no? Sure, yeah. Sorry, no, I No, yeah, like, no, please. I literally looked at Garrett because he went to pick us up. Either you followed or get, or mommy followed. It was raining and we drove 95 to go pick it up. They handed me the keys and I was like, fuck, <laughs> now what? And they were like, <laughs> drive it back to Philly.
0: I think, I think actually something really important to say, though, about this is that especially coming from Saks, You've always been—she's always been somebody very Mm on-trend, and I think we'll get to that next with the whole social media stuff because Mm -hmm. we would not be here without that at all, is that Marty's always been very on-trend with just what's trendy. So, like, whether it be fashion or food in this instance— I didn't know anything about food trucks. So, and I was actually living in California at the time when she was building the truck. So I had no idea how trendy they were, but she did. So she was kind of, she wanted to get out of there so bad and not only get out of sacks, but she wanted to work for herself. And so instead of going the route of starting a business, doing this, that, or the other, she really found something that was very trendy. And if you kind of notice now, food trucks are I hate saying this for people doing it, but food trucks are kind of out unless you live in Austin or LA or yeah. or just Nashville. solidified a
2: location and yeah like, else, keep, are know, trucks to trucks right. so that like yeah unless un- right.
0: you have the truck that's been doing it and will continue to do it. But she she found a niche in that moment and and was like doing it with something that was never being done before and made it a a trendy thing in a trendy thing. So like it was all about trendy, like she brought it out and then brought people on that knew other things. So I think that's really important to say about you (laughs) because I think that that has contributed so much to this success Right. along with us having a wonderful product.
1: So let's shift to the social media aspect because I think that's sort of the enigmatic, you know, entrepreneurs are constantly doing it wrong, self-included, and trying to figure out, you know, okay, how do I massage this thing or or work the play-doh to get it to the right place to build a following and to to provide value to your audience. How did you start to build that following?
2: So one thing that I did, I, I mean, obviously, I went to school. F- I went to school for public relations communications, but I that's important to say, yeah, right. it is, and it helped. But I honestly think now I know that you are different from me, but we're different just in that sense. You could care less in general about a lot of Twitter, this twitter that Th- those were never your interests. but being a twenty-one-year-old girl at the time, you got you, you knew how to Instagram. I knew mm-hmm. how to tweet. One thing I did, though, that I think greatly helped was before I even thought that this would actually happen, I had never personally tweeted. But a year before the truck opened, so like two thousand, it had just turned two thousand twelve, and I was going to open what we later found out to be two thousand thirteen. I started a Twitter for Mac Mart. I started a Twitter. I started tweeting at Philadelphia Mag. I started tweeting at people. I wanted to get the city hype Mm -hmm. about what was coming so that I didn't just show up on the street one day and it'd be like, what, who is this? It would have been like, Like remember five months ago when someone tweeted a picture of like this truck being painted pink? Like, here it is. Like that's the truck, guys. I I showed you that. Like
0: more like a when are you coming rather than a what is this? Exactly. That's exactly it. We wanted to get people
2: wanting us so that we were already wanted by the time it was time to hit the streets and then we'd work out the kings, which was kind of like backwards. (laughs) But but not really. Not really. It didn't it didn't end up being backwards because it came to fruition. But I mean, social media is so important and it
0: is it's extremely draining now. Like, um, now yeah. that it's so tiring, I could never do what she did. It's, That's why I I admire that part of it so much. It's a,
2: it's literally, like, I used to be like, I can't believe people's full-time jobs is, like, marketing, like, social, like, I'm the social media person of this company. And I'm like, what do you do all day? Well, <laughs> like, Tony, you just said massage. Yeah.
0: It's an all, it's all like a baby. Day, it's like constant, a baby that you're constantly constant, massaging. Constant. Like I don't do Instagram. She won't even kind of let me do the morning Instagram. She did the <laughs> Instagram
2: once and I called the shop and I went, who
0: <laughs> did the post? <laughs> and I said, I did. She's like, I could tell. Give the phone to Mia.
2: Yeah. Like our, there's a voice, yeah. you, have there a voice yeah. you have to create. You have to create your personality. We, what one thing we found to be very important because from day one, we've always said, we're not professional chefs. We, we we're not actually, trying to be. We're not trying to be. And we kind of fell into this. So we're going to promise two things. We're going to be great to our customers mm-hmm. because they're bringing us where we are. Mm-hmm. And customer service is going to be great. And then, then if you like the food, that's just the cherry on top. So what we did was from day one, any single person that tweeted us, messaged us, DM'd us, emailed us, we always respond. Engagement. Always, mm-hmm. always engaged. If people and ask, the way that
0: you want to be engaged,
2: yeah, way that you <laughs> thank you, like, oh my god, like when people are like, we love you, we're like, oh my god, the feeling is so cheesily mutual, like because we <laughs> meant it, because we're like, we're just some twenty year olds that opened a truck and like you waited in line for three hours, like I really want to call you psycho,
0: but I can't yeah. because you're so freaking sweet. It's
1: a special feeling. Yeah, it yeah. Is. Like
0: we yeah. won't. We always say to each other, like, I won't wait online for food. Mm-mm and we love food but we we're like we won't wait online for that we'll just go home and we'll eat something else delicious these people will wait online for a product that you made hours that that like feels so good like our customers have meant so much to us it's mm-hmm. just like we can't do anything but like give them hugs through food i would yeah. literally go out and hug every single one of them but we it gets we don't want get, to yeah.
2: <laughs> but no like after after food festivals and everything we would close our window the the whole the whole system usually went, like, I kicked PJ and Garrett off the chalk because I needed to just compose my brain and, like, kind of clean up for a minute. She would do the money. Right. And then when Garrett and I got home, like, she would either be at the commissary still doing stuff. I would literally need a good two hours to focus on social media to get back to every tweet, complaint, happy like piece, save it on my computer, engage with them, let them know the people that didn't get it that we gave out free Mac stickers to. We're going to honor those. Like, come here and here next week. Like... It's a full-time job, but those people are the reason we got to where we were. It's like, I always used to say, like, God, I wonder how like Kim Kardashian and Justin Bieber feel. Like, people really <laughs> love them. But, like, they don't respond to everyone. I'm like, you've got to just talk to the people that get right. you where you are. Yeah. So. Yeah.
1: And it's that constant engagement that creates sort of the persona and the realness behind the brand, yeah. right? Which I think is what people really want to engage with is they want to know Marty and Pamela and not or Marty and PJ, not not um, <laughs> not the not necessarily the truck. I mean, the branding is important, of course, but that engagement's really what builds it, yeah. right? One of the things that I heard in there, though, and I'll kind of get your, your opinion on it and see if this is what you think of yourself, but it sounds like you don't have a lot of boundaries. Like, you see something, you want to do it, you focus on the horizon and figure out how to get there later. Is that more or that less an accurate of...
2: statement? That was, like, very accurate, <laughs> and I never thought of it that way. I mean, we have said before, like we, everything that we've ever wanted to do in business, we've made happen. Now, sometimes it didn't, it didn't happen and end happily. Like, you know, the store we tried that didn't work, but we wanted but it we to happen. It.
1: Yeah. There were a lot of failures along the way. Yeah. It's not all Instagram glam. Yeah. Though, but, but we
2: make it happen. Right. And like, I remember Garrett used to say, I don't know if you said to me, but in the beginning, I remember even pop up saying to me at Simpson, well, what if it doesn't work? And without thinking, my response was it's going to. Like it, it's going to work. And if it doesn't work, A Something through B, I'll figure it out. C through D, like
1: right. You kind of land somewhere else. If I think it, so, the part of the reason that I identified that so easily was because I I feel that way about myself. I've spent a lot of time thinking about um, not to say that I'm whatever success or not a success or whatever, but I I think about even starting this podcast or the things that I've done along the way, and I set big audacious goals. Because that way, even if I miss or I fail, I'll end up somewhere close to it, right? In that orbit. Whereas if you, if in my view anyways, it works for some people, but when you set too many little incremental goals and then you hit a little bit of a challenge along the way, you're more likely to give up or walk away. Even
2: you saying like little incremental goals, I'm like, right away I get scattered,
1: yeah exactly me and you
0: make lists all the time but if they're big we do them right away yeah we didn't have anything to do with the shop the other day like anything on a list for the big goals that we're doing right now the big projects and i could see her spinning i could see her spinning (laughs) like like the first day we bickered a little what are we what 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 do we have to do like are we missing something i was like we're all caught up with this we're all caught up with this she's like well then, what's wrong? Like, what's <laughs> happening? I was like, we're we're good. Like, that's but awesome. that's not like where we we sit comfortably. And I know that that's not where sh- she sits comfortably. Like, there always has to be something for us to be reaching, like something to do, or else it's like, well then what? I feel next? Like a waste
2: of. I feel like almost like a waste of a person. And I'm not. I don't feel like woe is me. But I feel like there's great things to be done, and whether they have to do with mac and cheese or like saving the planet, which I'm not doing, or we're not doing, but like. We're, like why aren't we doing them we're sitting here we have time like even right now tony what could we be doing <laughs> do you need anything done
1: <laughs> well don't tempt me because i i, I kind of have that problem myself as well but i also gather that you you both have a very positive mindset and that kind of helps you get to where you are right
0: when she's down i i'm up when i'm down she's up yeah. and we make a very conscious decision to try to be that for each other because she's better at it than me though. Cause I'm
2: extremely extroverted, which I learned through her. And like, it really, it really has like totally come about this year that like when someone either I love or I work closely with is not in a great mood, I can look at her and be like, I gotta, I gotta perk up today because, or, but it's harder for me because if I see she's not happy right away, I'm not happy. So I'm like, She's much better at seeing me when I'm, like, in a tailspin mm. being like, Mart, focus. What do we have to do to alleviate your stress? What is A, B, and C? Let's start with A. Don't think about B and C, which, which used to, I feel like, be my kind of center. I was good at that. And now we've completely switched, and she's very good at compartmentalizing, like,
0: chill, chill out. What do we need to do first? So
1: you're good in a crisis.
0: Yeah. We do tend to switch roles a lot in weird, funny ways, but they always work out with the timing. We're also in therapy, like
2: 45 days. hours a week when working with each other. We are just self-reflecting right.
0: all day. And we're like, really, we call ourselves, um, what was the, I forget the word we use now. We, f- first of all, I don't know any people, any two people Preface. that, that fight, Oh. more fair for the best fighters we are the the, the best <laughs> we fighters. should teach a business
2: course <laughs> in yeah. breaking down a disagreement in the workplace yeah That's because like idea. if it
0: starts out here like we pull out the layers so well and we get to the center of it so yeah. she calls it the, the nucleus. nucleus yeah but like we we've, we've had to be we had to learn how to do that because especially as sisters who work together it was either that there was at some point, a make or break moment where it was going to be, we either went separate ways or we were going to work together because that's what happens, I guess, with families. And we wanted to work together. So I was the, always the one that was going to leave the room. And she's the weirdo that was like, you're not leaving until we, we work have out. To, we <laughs> have
2: to peel it until we get to the center. Because if we get to the center, granted, it's also selfish. Like, I just want my awkward feeling to go away because I don't ever want her to be mad at me. But in general, you can't move forward if you, if something is holding you back. And so like, let's be efficient about this. If there's an issue, let me hear your side. You will hopefully respectfully hear my side. We'll peel that layer back. Then we get to this layer. What are we feeling? Peel it back. And then we get to the nucleus and we're like, all right, we agree. Or I respect you feel that way. Let's move forward. I don't keep it moving.
0: And like, we're high-five. That's, high five. that's we're how we the movie. I mean, there were days that's in Delaware... That's the first
1: high-five on our show, but yeah.
0: Oh, good. <laughs> there were days in Delaware where it would just go back and forth, where, like, I was in the back crying, and she was in the front, like, this is just like a hiccup. We're going to be fine. And, like, then I would come to the front, and she would suddenly look like she was about to lose it. And I'd be like, dude, this is like... This, we're not even going to know about this in five years. It was, like, literally every 20 minutes just, like, flip-flopping. And now it's literally only a year later. And we're, like, we, like, championed through that. Yeah. We I thought well, everything was going to tumble a year ago. And now it's, like – We're just turning it around you just every gotta, day. Yeah. You yeah. just – You You also have no choice when you're
2: kind of poor still, even though we have a very (laughs) – we do it. We have a very successful business. We have a successful business model. But, like, we're still entrepreneurs.
1: There's a lot riding on it.
2: And there's a lot of – yeah. There's, like, we still live in kind of dingy apartments. Like, And we're both married and adults. And, like, you know, our dogs are our kids because it's, like, can we afford kids or do we want kids in this world? But, like, all of that, it's, like, we're successful but we're still sacrificing. So as long as you can kind of stay positive or with your eye on a goal, like – it, yeah, it, it really just helps. keep having goals. Yeah.
1: That's a great message. And there's, there's, a, I'll, I'm going to peel back to the nucleus of what you just <laughs> said. Um, there's, there's a lot of pressure not only on you as entrepreneurs, but then on top of that as female entrepreneurs, you mentioned having kids and obviously that that's, that's, something that's really difficult in our society for female entrepreneurs to deal with. And how are you dealing with that? So I've
2: dealt with it. I am good and done. I know I don't (laughs) want children. I like children. I've always known I don't want them. So for me, my work has, besides for my two dogs, who I'm like grossly obsessed with, like my work is a little bit of my baby. And not in like a workaholic way, although she might disagree. (laughs) She might disagree with that. But... It it's it's what I wanna grow. It's what I wanna see do well. And I don't even love the food business. Like she'll tell you. Like there are days I'm like, I don't know why we're in this. But like it's it's my everything other than Garrett and my sister, my mom and my dogs. Like that's all I have.
0: So but Let's not let our dad hear this podcast. <laughs> oh, my. My dad doesn't even know what a podcast yeah, is. So he doesn't even know, know what a podcast is. I totally forgot about him. Uh, you wouldn't have him anyway.
1: But... So what about you, Pamela? How? Where do you lie um, in that? And uh, I mean, if we're prying too oh, much, no, feel free to...
0: It's definitely a struggle oh, right. as far as an inner monologue goes and or an inner... Well, yeah. it's not really even just inner. It's yeah. something we discuss. Um, because I, I don't... This business now has become so important to me that um, it's children have taken a back seat and the age obviously I'm only you know creeps up and then you're like Don't oh my she look God. good for 65 amazing excellent <laughs> um you know a couple years ago I definitely wanted kids right definitely but then when I you know because we have so much time at the shop we you know we break down these conversations and then you break down the whole did I really want them do I really want them or was it just because my whole life I thought by this age, I was going to have two kids and I was going to live here. Societal pressure. Societal pressure. And then just societal... um, Changes? No, just what, not so much the pressure, just the, what was expected, like what I expected of myself. I thought I was going to be in a big house by now. I thought um, I was going to have two cars by now that were... Well, I, I guess we have to, it's it's just the picture that you have right. in your head yeah. that you thought yeah. was going to happen. White picket fence, yeah. two and a half kids. Yeah. And I never got just, the half kid. Who's yeah, me head? neither. I guess it's a dog. <laughs> a dog. Yeah. And it's just like not what it is yet. And I'm so content, content with what it is right now that I think... That was just something placed inside of me by myself. I don't have parents that are. Where are my kids? Where are the grandkids? You right, know, yeah. and I don't actually have a lot of people asking me when are you guys going to have kids because I think people see what we're doing. What we're doing right now. Right.
2: I think one more point to that is at least I've known for a while, and I think you would agree because of all the talks we have. I think a lot comes from for us being entrepreneurs, you sacrifice like so much, and you start to realize, you know, I heard actually someone say at a speaking engagement I did a few weeks ago with the Nicole and everything, this young girl who had started a company a few years ago said, you're not an entrepreneur if you don't have like three meltdowns a week in question why you're doing what you're doing. And I was like, oh my God, someone else cries too. <laughs> and I was like, I've sacrificed so much and I'm 30 years old and I've given up weekends for the past seven, eight years. I've given up Um, Jobs that could probably pay me, you know, five figures, six figures, you know, like I've, I've passed up things that I'm like, to have a child to me, I haven't lived for me yet. You know what I mean? I'm living for my business, which is my choice. But like, was it my choice? I didn't really think the food truck would happen. So it's like, then you get into it and you're like, you know, I still haven't been to Europe. I'm 30 years old. I thought I would be in Europe, like honeymooning in Monaco, by the time I was 26. Like, what world did I think I'd be living in? I don't know. <laughs> but I still have to live for me. So, kids just didn't seem to be it because I, 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 I deserve. After everything I put in, and I'm going to continue to put in after for the next 20 years or so, I deserve to live. And like, I truly don't feel like I've lived yet.
0: And yeah, and I'd only want to be the kind of mom that my mom was. And she definitely lived for, for us. us and i'd want to live too like yeah. and i'd want to do all those things so i don't know if that would be fair fair for another human being. Yeah. Right. i i just don't know yet but it's not a daily cuz i just i'm i'm happy right we're now we're like rolling with the punches yeah. i speak like i'm her womb
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're just rolling with it's...
1: it um all right so back to the food truck yeah. so the the food truck gets really successful obviously on Drexel's campus when, at what point do you start to say to yourself, okay, we have something really hot here. Now it's time to evolve into the brick and mortar, evolve into UD's campus, all of that stuff. Walk us through that timeline more or less.
2: So in short, I think it really started when the tweets went from really nice to really mean because (laughs) (laughs) we couldn't couldn't find find us. us. (laughs) And that's because like we were, we were fortunate enough to be booking catering gigs and not small gigs, not gigs where you're like, we have 100 kids for a soccer tournament, which is great and all for all the right. soccer tournaments. But right. like we had like Forbes saying, can you do our 30 under 30 summit? And we did that multiple years in a row.
1: Now, and how do you uh, I'm sorry to interrupt, yeah. but um, how do you all of a sudden go from food truck volume to holy shit? It's we're going to be super doing easy. Yeah.
2: OK, it's so it. It's actually super easy because the money is so different. Whereas okay. you're you're dishing out really big portions for a mediocre price because you want people to come to you and buy you when you're selling, except for a food festival, that's kind of a different uh, different yeah. beast. But to Forbes, telling you their budget first of all, because that's I always led with that question with events. Like, do you have a budget in mind? We're happy to stay within your budget. I always cater to the customer before anything else, so that they didn't just mark us off right away and say no. Forbes would come back, and I love you, Forbes. So. This is all great, and I we hope to be on a magazine of yours one day. But they'd be like, Our budget is kind of strict this year, it's 9,000 per truck. And I'd be like, Oh, 9,000 per truck, I will try and make that work. Meanwhile, I'm sitting here Mm -hmm. going, (laughs) I'm like, I thought they were gonna tell me it was like 1500. So we would, you know, we do what they want, we made the amount they want, and they never wanted too much because we were used to serving. I mean, we were just used to serving a lot of people on this. They wanted fast and smaller portions and a set menu. People weren't coming
0: up and going, uh um, So it made it
1: really easy to.
2: Oh you just throw it out it the was window. like
0: We could do it with our eyes closed. And yeah. then
1: logistically, though, you just ramp up literally proportionately to this is how many expected people we're going to have yeah. and
2: I mean, produce. Unfortunately, a lot of it was trial and error in the beginning. Like they'd say, like, we're feeding a 1,000 people. Like after we fed like 450, I'd be like, oh, we're out of
0: food. <laughs> but. But that just happens happens once. Yeah, and right. then you learn,
2: but right. and you make it up to them. Like I, I, we always believe karma. We're like crazy karma people, mm-hmm. and so like honesty is best policy. So we would even say to our to the clients like we didn't we didn't serve this and this happened like P- Pamela said very rarely because we learned, but like. We didn't serve this amount, so we want to be able to we, give you this back. Yeah. And they'd be like, no. And we'd be like, all right, well, then here. Next time you you guys are in Philly, pick up this many trays from us. Like, we want to make it right. Yeah. It's nice. But – um, and it paid off. I mean, we were booked again and again with them. And we got, like, really big names. So – but quantity and, like, production was never an issue for us. Mac and cheese is easy to – to. our sauce we made in large batches. And noodles we just kept cooking until we couldn't fit anymore on the truck. All on the truck. Yeah, well, you cook at the commissary, comissary.
0: right? And you and then load put it the on the truck. truck yeah, from, serve it on the truck, back on the commissary, which is yeah. why when people say, "Oh, food trucks easy, so easy. oh easy," you, it's a restaurant there, then a restaurant there, then a restaurant there. <laughs> Have fun, <laughs> and then you got to clean it, and then you got to cook it, and then you got
2: to, and then you got to. Your engine broke. Oh, you got to trek it half across Pennsylvania so that the cheap guy can. It's like. I mean, it's so hard.
1: So then you decide at some point you're starting to do these big events. You're starting to do catering. You're picking up a lot of steam and you decide to open the brick and mortar location on 18th Street in Philly.
2: Yeah, we had we kind of always stayed away from brick and mortar. It scared us. Our parents always said, like, you know, we'll support you and what you do, but we will not support early on a brick and mortar. Restaurants fail. Restaurants fail. We we believed it. We were like truck, like only truck. And then it just became the point where we would go to Love Park all the time and people would, I mean, I can show you pictures after on my phone. It was like so flattering. Like, no, they wouldn't do this for any other truck. And it wasn't like we, we still are very modest and like humble about it because we're like, whoever thought we'd have a mac and cheese business, people would line up. As soon as we pulled into Love Park, we wouldn't even turn on our propane tanks yet. We'd have a line out the door, at the window. And we'd be like, guys just got here it's gonna be 45 minutes still set up That's fine they'd be like it's fine we be like it's 30 degrees outside and it's snowing and they'd be like we're waiting and then we realized center city is a great spot for us mm-hmm. because the students can get to us and the business people are the ones lining up right everyone always thought it would be kids but it was the suits that lined up at lunchtime and so yeah sorry <laughs> see you know microphones okay
1: so, okay, what year is that, that you're deciding to transition into 2015,
0: 2015. late 2014, mm-hmm. 2015. So about two years in. Yeah. Wow, that's
1: fast. We only
2: had the truck for three years total. Lightning fast. Yeah, we opened wow. in 2013. We closed, our last event ever was May 20th, 2016. For the truck?
1: Yep. Wow. And then, so you open your location and walk us through that. What happened when you opened the doors?
0: I mean, it was exciting. What when we opened up the doors, we obviously had a lot of our regulars mm-hmm. who were also excited for us, which was wonderful. Um, and building the store was really exciting. It felt very adult, it felt very official, <laughs> even though a lot of the stuff we were doing was we call it like bootleg. bootleg, because
2: we were the ones going to Home Depot and like picking yeah. up tiles. It wasn't an interior designer.
0: Right. And like you know, which which saved us money. Yeah. So that was okay. Um you know, that's the lesson we learned in the second one, which is, you we know, should have we stuck. should have done that. Yeah. We should really stick to what we our gut tells us. This our, is the UD location,
1: yeah, yeah, which we'll get to in yeah, a second. Because yeah,
0: because the Rittenhouse served us well to go pick out our own this and go, you know, find the chair that we like, but then go find the, the less expensive version because that's what we can afford. Yeah. And we only have a small shop, so why not go find that? That way maybe we can replace them in two years instead of, you know, replacing these thousand-dollar Da, 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 that you you know, go that big no where you, where you go big. We went big on the kitchen. Oh, yeah, on kitchen. brand new. Yeah.
2: We, we were going to put the money in now
0: so, like, we didn't buy used restaurant equipment and have issues down the road. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, are um, you going to buy a used car or a new car? Right. Well, let's buy the new car, but let's, you know, skimp on the vacation, you know, this year kind yeah, of thing. You, you right. kind of pick and choose that.
2: But our, our customer, I mean, sales right off the bat were great for for what we thought, you know. um. We've certainly been compared to other fast casuals on the street and in the city, and we don't reach those numbers, but we also but we don't can't, have a full menu. Yeah,
0: we can't be compared to those places because we are niche and we right. only have one product. And every time we've been told by different people, maybe add this or add a burger or add a this or add some chicken, we don't want to do that because we don't want to try to do things that we're not the best at. We know what we do great, and we want to stick to what we do great. We don't want to become the people that we look at and we go... Why, Why did they do that? So yeah. You know, you guys were so good at this. Why are you now doing this and this and this? It takes down your main product. You know, you guys sh- you, know, you guys were shining at this and now you're just kind of mediocre because you're doing all of that. Right. We'd rather be the best at one thing yeah. even you know Dare I say, we'd rather be the best at one thing and kind of not bring in millions, but like you know, reach a cap, and that's what we do. Rather than try to show off doing all this other stuff, but know that we're not doing it the best. And because we're keeping we're not the customers chefs. happy.
2: That's really what. That's really what yeah. keeps us. I mean, not keeps us going. Like I mean, certainly we have to keep our doors open, but the customers continuously come back for what we have on our menu. Even when we do specials, they don't come in. They come in for the everyday menu. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, stick with it. Yeah. Um. But yeah.
1: So that's 2015, you hit some success, and then come 2018-ish, you decide to go to UD, University of Delaware.
2: So so we, yeah. Sorry. So we opened in 2016, the shop. Okay. Um, we were building it through 2015, and then 2000, end of 2017 came into 2018, and we decided to look for other spaces. We were originally going up and back to uh, Penn State a lot, mm-hmm. um, thinking, you know, small space in Happy Valley would be great, but it just didn't pan out. Um, and then a bunch of, how did Delaware come to us, Linda? Linda. Oh,
0: she ran away quick. <laughs> we can't did. find Linda. <laughs> no last names needed, but, um, we can't find her. yeah, people, she came to us and said, you girls would kill it in, at University of Delaware. I have a commercial location. Yeah. And you girls should come check it out. So we did. And actually, this is funny. We, we went to go see the location. Um, and I, I was the first one to go see it. I went with our realtor, and the second I went in and saw it, I left. I called Marty right away, and I said, absolutely not. She said, why? I said, it's far too large for us. It will not work. It's just too big. She said, really? I said, you know what? I don't want to be the end all. You, and you should G- have been the end all, man. <laughs> I should have been. I said, but you, you know, do Which me a favor. Right? You and Garrett, come see it. You guys check it out. I don't want to be the end all. But I will tell you this. Guess what's right next door? a bookstore, and guess what? It's called Lieberman's. (laughs) (laughs) I said, I think it's a sign.
2: (laughs) So I was thrown off, and I went to go see it, and I just come, I mean, not just, but just coming out of Drexel, I remember being a student and, like, hating to sit in Starbucks to do my work, so I'd always sit in, like, a food place. Like, at Drexel, they have so much food Mm -hmm. there where you go, and you sit on the couch, and you do work, and then your friend meets you later, and then you eat an hour later. Like, so when I saw it, it was very big, but... It was next to their biggest bar. It was next to a Lieberman's.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and I think something that- like Return of the Mac
0: was playing. Yeah, like something. <laughs> it, all the stars aligned. It was all of the stars. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But we all, I also went on a beautiful day in the spring when students had just gotten out and they were The streets Everywhere. were flooded with drunk students. And I was like, drunk students, those are our people. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And then they didn't end up being our people.
0: Yeah. Listen, we were on it very quickly because this is like so not the biggest part of like the story at this point. But we were given a really crappy piece of of real estate in the end because the building that we were um, located in, there were a few things. One, you had to get the customers in one door, then in another door, and then all the way basically from... Um, it's like a little mall. It's like a little mall. So you had to get them into a door, then another door, and then all the way down to the stand in order to say, hey, can I interest you in some mac and cheese? So instead of just seeing a customer like a short like distance Rittenhouse, in Rittenhouse, and, and you counter. can kind of smile at them and maybe bring them in, there was no way to entice anybody. Right, right. So that's the You're first too wrong. deep in the back. So mm-hmm. deep in yeah. the back. Second of all, the people that are between us and the door, are a hefty amount of homeless Homeless. people that, as sad as that is, a bunch of them were on lists that aren't the most um, appealing, and we didn't know any of that either. So if you read past newspaper things, this spot has been rented out and abandon many times. Nobody told us that either. That's essentially what got us out of our lease in like 20 minutes. We, right. had, we a had a 10-year lease. They yeah. let us out in five seconds yeah. without money. We
2: found an article that had actually been written a month after we opened where the landlord is quoted as saying um, nothing really nothing ever lasted. Really, yeah, and nothing survived here. We sent that to them with an attorney's letter and— No, no argument, no nothing. (laughs) Yeah.
0: They just let us out. And I'm like, how could you have let us? I mean, I know you're... stinks. They just wanted the money. Yeah. So between the real estate and then we're also in a cafeteria in that there's so many delicious places to eat. like I couldn't decide where to eat half the time because I'm like, ooh, that's good, that's good, that's good. So it was just a mixture of... All those things combined, along with the fact that there really aren't that many students, we heard like twenty seven thousand. No, we heard thirty two thousand, and there ended up being seventeen thousand. Yeah, so there just weren't that many a kids. Massive difference. Yeah. yeah, and um, and even thirty some thousand, like it's not like there's thirty thousand know, in a night market. Yeah, there's not like great sixty thousand kids, and we just you know those are the things. Lessons learned, but it brought so many other things. It brought panic. It brought desperation it brought those two things you know and we were like what do we do now yeah
1: and i'm sure it also affects you mentally right because then then you start to get uh gun shy about going in other locations right oh god
2: i am still to this day like we always say like we're not going to open any other locations unless they're tiny nooks and we're like rolling in money yeah like we could take the risk on if someone's saying you just lost two mil and we're like Eh, "Eh." no biggie but
0: yeah. that's not going to happen for right. a while. Before right. Delaware, this was me. Come on, franchise, 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 franchise. After Delaware, hey, girls, ever think about franchising? Don't talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have time to you. I don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> not talking to you about franchising. Yeah,
1: yeah. I've I've worked in franchising as an attorney, so we'll have a conversation off off mic. I won't pitch you on anything, so don't worry. But um, yeah, it's it's tough though because running multiple
2: locations becomes a whole new yeah. animal to be. And with. like for us, like. I don't know. I would love to know if other entrepreneurs do I, because I'm sure they do. We're not the only people, but like do everything we do cuz sometimes when we have meetings with our partner or even meetings with other people, they don't ever seem to grasp how much they know that being an entrepreneur for us is is a lot. But like I'm like you don't get it. Like we do payroll, we do. And when I say we we have a staff of 7, like and we're working the shop during the day. So it, During the day, we're there. Marty does payroll. We do payroll. We do the marketing. We do the catering. We do the invoicing. We do the ordering. Like, we don't have a team. Anything you see that's on the internet or that's written up or that we've done or that we've accomplished, like, or that we've failed at, or everything is being done between 8 a.m. and, like, 11 p.m. by us. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's, like, to have time, to to be in that mental state that we were both in and our personal lives were affected. And I mean, it was, it was like,
0: it was a year. I know my in-laws year. were like, You're closed? Like I'd move I just got married and I'd moved us to Delaware. And then like three months later, we closed. And they were like, You closed. I'm like, we're closed. <laughs> but it's the best business decision and blah, blah, blah. And they were and like "Not entrepreneurs, huh? so they like a good-
2: they don't get I it, was right.
0: like, we'll work it out.
2: <laughs> yeah. Don't just don't worry. Don't worry. Things yeah, are good. Yeah. Things are good. Yeah.
1: <laughs> all right. So, but back to the success, you guys have had great success. Now, QVC, how did that happen? And when did it happen in all of this?
2: QVC was always a goal of ours. Like whether it was QVC e-commerce or, was always, yeah, a goal. e-commerce, it was always because of that social media reach. And we had learned very early on that people had either tried to come to us from all over or they Wanted to try us. I mean, we get so many messages from people in like Saudi Arabia, and England, and Brazil. And wow. so it was always like, we're going to get it to you soon, we promise. And we never had means of doing it. But we were always looking for people and ways and companies and manufacturers. And it wasn't until 2015 that we met
0: the right guy through our U.S. foods guy. And we then met Ristelli. It was like this to this to this to this to this to this to this. To this. It was through so many people. right?
2: And like so much product research and development, we changed products, even though it's all mac and cheese based, we've changed products and packaging and all that so many times that finally it actually took
0: off. It took Delaware failing to get to QVC because it was out of that failure and the desperation and panic that we were making the phone calls that we stopped making a year before to
2: because we kind of rested on, like everyone's saying, we're we rested, rich on yeah.
0: We still wanted it to happen, yeah. but we had worked on it from 2015. And wow. the men and people in that line were kind of like, You girls are great, you girls are this, you girls, girls are, are that. really cute, you know, we'll work it out, we'll work it it's out, like- and then they would never call us back, and we. Try to get to them, they never call us back. Well, then Delaware happened, and we were like, Awesome, Delaware. And then Delaware happened. And we were, <laughs> I'll never forget, we were sitting behind the counter, and it might have been one of the days that we were back just forth. back and forth crying. We were sitting there, and you know, no one was really coming in. And it was almost on their Christmas break. And I remember saying, Oh, you know what? We gotta call Chef. We gotta, you know what? Let's call that Chef. That. I let's, remember my back's facing the menu. Yep. I was like, let's and you call were standing. Yep, I said, let's call Chef and let's just get that going again. She was like, okay, all right. And I was like, let's give him a call. And that's when that, like, drive kicks back in. And every every call that's like, okay, we'll get back to you, girls. Okay, we're going to get back to you. And that just – it it does – it is exhausting it now. Like, it does oh – and, it, and yeah. it,
2: spark, but it, but it sparks a level of anxiety in you to get it, get it, get it. Even though it's something that even if someone were standing in front of us going, we're doing this for you, we're making it happen, we're going to write you a check – it will still take time. So you're like this inside. I was like, like think of a little kid that's like this. They have so much energy, but they can't like, they don't know how to express or get Mm -hmm. out. That's like what we were like with wanting to get this off the ground. And like, we had just been told so many times that like, it will happen girls. But like PJ said the other day to me, she's like, do you realize we started this with so-and-so and and -and so-and-so in 2015 for QVC and wholesaling? We are just getting our first check hasn't even come to us yet, but they, wow. they, they cut it. But, like, it's somewhere in
0: the mail right now. And we're like, it's 2020. If like, they would have told us that in 2015, yeah. do you think you would have done it? And she said yes, because what else would we have done? We would have just kind of not been doing anything else. We would have either had this failure or this success, but we just kind of kept it on going. But... It's because of that we also had to change our cheese sauce. Which helped the pricing for with, Yeah, which helped the pricing with everything else because we couldn't afford our cheese sauce anymore after Delaware. We were getting it mass-produced by a plant out in Lancaster because we thought... You know, we could afford yeah, that before. Yeah. 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 And we have to now make it in-house, which is really better because it's more delicious. We can control It's the more affordable. We're not getting any more bags where we're like, what is in this bag, guys? You know, it's We've all better. We've cut our
2: food costs by 52%. Wow. Which is almost unheard of. We are in our lowest—so every, every year, to be frank, MacMart sales have gone down every single year. And that's just because of the nature of Wawa's openings, Sweet Greens— we're we're on 18th Street. We're with the big boys. Yeah, 18th you're fighting Street. the
1: machine. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. But with every year that has gone by, this is our most profitable year yet. Wow. Because we ha- because after Delaware, it was it was what PJ said. It was like time to clean up the reins. I got real frugal, franny on everything. We had a gentleman come in who's been wonderful with yeah, us, awesome. Jeff. He's he's a consultant who basically was like, girls, like we got to clean this up. And We were like, tell us what to do. We'll do it 10 times over for you. And like it's even though sales are continuously dropping just because of everything, it's our best year. And so like we are now very happy with it being the lowest but best year because now we know a business model mm-hmm. right. and we know our costs. You used to ask us some all these professionals used to be like, What are your margins? And I'd be like, yeah. eh, What's margins? your cost
0: of goods sold? Margarine. Margarine.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Landa <of> Lakes. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? That's yeah. Funny. So Delaware was definitely for a reason. Wow.
1: Mm-hmm. So okay. Adding QVC distribution clearly changed MacMart overall. Now, but now was there a transition there in product for producing it for this type of distribution? Mm-hmm. Because it's completely different than yes, selling it is. It in the storefront. Yeah. Right. So
0: it's uh it's tricky. It's really tricky, especially for people like us who love controlling yeah. our product and who have a lot of um we really stand behind our product, and it's frustrating that we cannot control every single delivery. We have taken personal <laughs> deliveries to UPS stores and like mailed them out to it's customers. If like a girl is
2: eating a bowl in the shop that, by the way, we made, and we see from afar that it doesn't look as cheesy as as you want, I don't know. I'm not. You
0: have to talk into the mic, babe.
2: <laughs> Aren't I doing that? I move a lot. I'm sorry. You it's can okay. probably it's tell. All all I'm like right. a business. You're good. You're good. Like, we have walked around the counter before with a new bowl and, like, physically taken the bowl out of someone's hand before and go, that's not good enough. Eat this one.
0: Or like, we'll send them home with another yeah, one. Yeah, wow. Or if a customer comes up. It's a little aggressive on my end. And, like, they well, look at it. Well, you're adding value to your clients. Yeah, and. if they if they order it kind of, uh, if they're skeptical, if they're like, um, okay, I'll take that. And then they order it and they sit down. If a, if uh, an employee tries to talk to one of us, we'll be like, mm-hmm. <laughs> And then we wait until Stop we know that stare. they like it. Yeah. yeah, like we just. And if they don't, it, as long as it's because they just don't like the taste, that's fine. As long as it's not because like the cheese sauce, you know, was uh, coagulated, yeah, or, something. or like the like. noodles were overcooked. If you just don't like the flavor, that's personal preference. But we want to make sure that the product was cooked properly and their experience was, you know, was good. Everything was good. We have so many reviews online that that say, "Not my favorite mac." It's okay, but, oh my god, the, the the customer service was great, and they really helped me pick my bowl, and they were so friendly. The place was so clean. We've won. We, have one that we said, also have really nice food. reviews about oh, the food. We also have great reviews <laughs> about the food. But people overall, do like the mac and cheese. People do in love general. the food, but they also come for a nice experience. So yeah, right,
1: but, but really that's uh, you're making it almost impossible for people to have a reason
2: not to like you guys. Yeah, I mean know, they find them, but when they by adding value, but when they don't. We're still not silent either. Like that's one thing I think is super important to any business. I, I and my sister, we we do handle things a little bit differently, but like we don't believe the customer's always right. And they're not because we're customers at other places too. But it's how you interact with that wrong customer, or you respectfully address what they've said, even if it's not correct. And we do that and we do it on social media. And we don't call out the customer. We don't put names. You don't put pictures. But if you're going to put a review that says we changed our containers and that can mislead people, or like, we're going to write is you half a post. The size
0: that it used to be.
2: We're going to write you a post and we're going to show you the documents that says we have not changed our containers for three years. This is what we've always used. Here's proof of it. Here's the picture from 2015 of us using it. And here's the comment that you made in 2015 saying you loved it. And we sent it to the Better Business Bureau and they've approved us. Like, you can't. Mess with someone's livelihood, right? Especially when you do try and do it the right way, and we we always try and do, you know, it's a little pious, I guess. Uh, maybe we sound a little like. And well, first,
0: first, I think it's fair to say you try to do it privately. Oh yeah, to try oh, yeah. to get that person to see that you were doing it between the two of Respectfully. you. Respectfully, they'll change yeah. their review mm-hmm. because you're showing them that it's not true. But if they're trying to fight with you, then you have to say publicly, like, "This is the bowl. This is the bowl. We're These not are liars. the same bowl." Because we have to hold up our integrity Mm -hmm. and say that we're not lying to our customers. It's the same size. You're not getting gypped. You're not getting cheated.
1: Yeah. And we live in an interesting culture, right? Where people are really muscular behind a keyboard and entitled. Oh, yeah. You know, once you get them kind of like, do you really feel that way? They, They tend to backpedal really fast, right?
2: And people usually actually, other than the person who it's usually addressed to, and it's never obvious... They always are on our side, which is really nice because they see that we're doing this with integrity and honesty and respect that like most people write like good for you guys. Like we've always been customers. We know you're honest. And when you did change your containers, we remember you putting up a post telling us it's the same size here. Look, like what do we gain from from being caught as liars? Exactly. Like in the end, we're going to lose. So might as well be transparent the whole time. Right. So how has being a part of or let me word that a different way. What are
1: your best practices now that you've had this experience with QVC doing distribution at that level for ensuring that you maintain that quality, both from a freshness, but also from a taste perspective when you're shipping out your mac and cheese to fulfill these
0: QVC orders? We're still working on that, to be honest, because it's still going through a factory and we are still not 100% pleased with it. And so we have tried to alter the product, and we're actually taking a shot at one more round. However, if it does not come out the way that we like it this time, we've straight up told the company that we will not sell this particular product again, because we don't want to send out a product that people are not enjoying, especially because we have another product that is so delicious, and it's foolproof, and we just want people to be happy. So if they are not we're not going to sell it and it's still the
2: same ingredients it's just a matter of it's a different way it's Mm -hmm. cooked and prepared and packaged and it doesn't always translate the same way at home and so we're not cool with that and we've we've made that we've made that known a little to the people that write us or like we have personally called qvc customers and they're like are you? This is the girls we watch. It. And we're like, Are we're the literally girl the, the girls TV? in the bada- bandanas. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, oh my God, I can't believe that's you. And we're like, this is really important to us because, you know, if you go on and you write a scathing review, like, right.
0: we might not be as back. So we want to make it right. So but it's also, yes, yeah, the review is also about making them happy. Like, I, I called Marty down to the shop a couple weeks ago and I was like, you need to get down here right away. Please get down here. She ran down to the shop. She's like, is I you getting attacked? She thought that like these kids had come in like in this violent something and I was like, no, I have to go downstairs and fry these for these customers. <laughs> She's like, what? I'm like, they ordered something off of QVC. I don't think it was good. I have to give it to them good from the shop. She's like, Jesus, oh my God, I thought something was wrong. I'm like, no, but like I have to show them that right. it can really be delicious because I don't want that to be their last Taste. they have to know what it really is you know like tv the magic of tv it's not always magic it's like you see something but you have to see the real thing right. like we're really right. we aren't lying to you it's just what they're it's giving the nature you. of the beast is when you start pumping out something in forty thousand dollar
2: forty thousand unit quantities yeah. like we can't control it the way we want to
1: well the thing is also like the the rate of failure and the percentage of issues that you'll have when you're doing smaller quantities, 1% is not that big of a deal. When right. you're doing 40,000 now, it's right? I know. 30, now, right? Mm-hmm. I know and that just kills difference. me.
2: Big, big difference. So many. People. Oh. Yeah, So it's, it's, like, we are going to email years. at least 399 of them. <laughs> yeah, But we would. I love it. I yeah. love it.
1: Um, all right. So what types of metrics do you, and we'll do both of you, what types of metrics do you use to sort of measure your success with MacMart?
2: Uh, so we briefly hit on it before we we started. And and to be honest, for us, it, it's been a lot of we're still open and alive on on 18th Street. And for a lot of people like over the past three and a half years now, it's almost four years we've been there. I mean, we've seen over 20 places open and close over 20. And, you know, Pam, PJ and I will often or I'll say to her because she already knows this and believes it. And sometimes it takes a reality check for me. It's like, I'll say to her, I was like, you know, if we ever close, like, I won't be okay. I'll be pissed and sad and I'll try and we'll figure out another way to, to do it. But like, I know it won't be because of our business. It'll be because of, unfortunately, like the city of Philadelphia and the taxes. Like, we just got reassessed. Our taxes went from like three thousand to twenty nine thousand. I'm a tax attorney, so we'll talk about this after. Oh, that'd be lovely. <laughs> Thanks. So like we our building was reassessed. That took a takes a huge yeah, toll in a small business. Tough. They did that
1: recently in the city of Philadelphia and it's hurt a lot of business. I don't I don't really understand the minor sidebar, but what is the city doing?
0: The city does not. It, it's not a small business. It is city. not a small business city. We're not even allowed to keep an A-frame sign outside of our city, Doesn't outside it, of our it, shop. It's so
2: weird. We paid $13,000
0: so $13, because we had macro
2: dancing noodles stickers on our windows. We paid $13,000 because th- we wanted to fight the city. The city told us to take them down. $13,000 in legal stickers. fees. We ended up having to take them down. Like, that That was That's, some of our That profit. could have been money in our pro- yeah. like there
0: It's all these little things, but, like, the little guy can't. We can't take that, but, like, there's so many Wawa's opening up. And And the traffic that they cause and the construction that they hold up, and yet we can't have She looks at that stuff. I look at the fact that people can go there and get a really good lunch for $5. I love Wawa. I haven't gone there in a very long time. I miss it, but I'm just, like, I can't keep supporting what's closing me down for lunch. It's, like, it's just killing me. But we are—I mean, we are still doing good. So, what? like, what I was
2: saying is, though, I'll, like— it's a nice feeling kind of in a sick, twisted way to know, like, if this business model didn't ever work out, it's not because of us. Right. People still come in and turn around while they're eating and go, I have to admit, girls, I thought this was going to be, like, the biggest waste of my money. It was the delicious. best meal of my life. And, like, we look in the trash. She laughs sometimes because, like, my husband and I will look in the trash and be like, all empty bowls. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's so, a good day. Like, She
0: wanted to, like, start an Instagram of empty bowls. I did. Like, I wanted uh, to take it, like, what? our trash can is
2: always empty bowls. It's never going to be because of our product or our customer service. It's the city is constantly putting something over us that, you know. And
0: you don't see people outside of Sweetgreen ever going like this, like, Oh, my God, I know. What is that? What is that? Right, you know what I mean? Right. Or like, oh, my God, I'm probably in so many pictures on people's <laughs> phones going like this. <laughs> because people walk by our shop and they smile. <laughs> they just take uh, pictures like, or they're yeah. like in their car. like. So the metrics of our customers,
2: uh, we're still alive, on the Big Dog's Manhattan Bagel, four, like four Steven Star restaurants, De Bruno's um hip city veg and us, city veg and us.
1: <laughs> are the survivors
2: yeah I'm yeah. cleavers too cleavers is amazing oh my god we cleavers love we love yeah. cleavers and cleavers um, is killing it but and saxby's like we're we're on the street with the big boys and so even all the times like our partner has compared us or like you know big finance people women or men have like been like well this this, and this, and you're not this and i'm like can you keep a restaurant open on 18th street mm-hmm. are you 20 something years old Doing it with, like, the, the Stars and the Shulsons and the Salmanovs, like, they're all in their 40s. And they've all done it. Like, we just turned 30. And we've been doing this now for seven years. So there is a level that we have to, like, pump ourselves up and, like, remind ourselves, like, we've done really good. And it's because we we do good. Like, we we want karma, 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 karma. Yeah. We yeah. want our
0: customers to be yeah. happy. We want to do things the right way, respectfully. Yeah, we don't talk down on other businesses. No. We don't it's like love all around like yeah. you know we've made our neighbors our friends our neighbors help us out like so much like uh cleavers is like a big brother and sister to us we like love them i actually wish they'd adopt me yeah well we actually they know that neighbors <laughs> yeah, hear us <laughs> adopt us um and saxby's like uh the owner nick, nick has been a big help to us um just everybody they've it's definitely definitely better than the food truck world has yeah. been they've they've been a just very we're helpful. still trying
2: to get a little more respect from from the city, from like oh, the from big the guys. City, yeah. But but even I'm saying like the food scene, like we're not really ever on a lot of lists, and like we're never gonna we're never gonna be though. That's, I guess on some of those, lists yeah. But that's and it's not fine. Our, there's some pay to play there. Yeah, right? yeah. So it's fine, but it. But we're a,
0: a grab and go mac shop.
2: Yeah, and you know what's that's funny? That's killing it when those when those when the top when the chefs from those restaurants come in or like. They stop in in their chef pants and, like, they're about to go, you know, do the steaks at Barclay, but, like, we know that they came in and got our food. Like, it's a little bit of a nod to us, so it feels good. Those are, like, the metrics I at least use to know, like, we're doing something right. How about you, Pamela?
0: I mean, I, I, I kind of agree. The fact that we're still open is just one of the biggest ones, I think. I will say, once we start making money for us, I think that will be the biggest one. Because I think because we still live so comfortably, like, we don't literally struggle. It's hard to feel like we don't have because we don't go without. Yeah. But I like wait for that day when we look back on these days and go, do you remember when? Do you remember when we like sat here and we were like, oh, my God. Like, like if someone were to give
2: us a, like a $2,000 check, we'd be like,
0: hell yeah, Yeah. But she says that. And I'm like, you say that about such like $2,000. And I'm like, I want, I want our hard work to pay off. Because it's been years of just like nonstop working. Like, we worked for years with this QVC thing. I think if it sometimes escapes our mind how much we've really put into this, like the the times in the kitchens, changing the product, changing the cheese sauce, take this out, try this again. Then they didn't even want to use our product. And we were literally like, oh, no, 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 no. We're going to put it in a roll.
2: Persistence. We're going to (laughs)
0: like, literally, we were not going to let them shoo us away this time. So it like, we've worked really hard. I just like... I've done so many things in my life as 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 my sister has but I've done so many little things that it was it wasn't until we were driving back from our first time on QVC that it hit me that I was like oh my god this was a goal that we set and we actually accomplished it and I just like lost it I was I was bawling in my car by myself cuz I'm like I am so proud of us I can't I think this is what a parent must feel like when they see their child do anything for the first time wonderfully. Because I was just, like, I literally wanted to just hug all three of us, like, and Garrett. Because we could, and we could not do this without Garrett. Like, he is, like, literally, we call him the brawn, which is a little bit silly because Marty's, Marty's, like... I'm like a bull. She's, like, literally the (laughs) brawn. But, like, Garrett is, like, the mental brawn as far as, like, he... He, is constantly he has tweet, never tweeted.
2: given up on no, Mac never. Mart. No, never.
0: And there have been days where Marty's been like, I'm over it. I'm done. And he's been like, what are you saying? What are you saying? We're not done with Mac Mart. We're going to rise to the top. <laughs> Want the return of the Mac today? We had seven people come
2: in yeah. for the sandwich. I'm like, seven people, guys. He's like, he's like, come on. He's like, let's think of more Macs. I'm like, I can't think
0: I of I definitely Macs. measure it by our customers. I think our customers and the fact that we're still open. Yeah. Well
1: you, you you're doing some amazing things, at least off the top. You're lowering your cost of goods sold. You're pivoting when you need to, it seems like, right? From food truck to brick and mortar to trying UD. Okay, that didn't work. Quick pivot, fail fast. Yeah. QVC, huge success. So I think you guys are killing it, but mm. it's tough when you're when you're in the in in the trenches of yeah. it all. Yeah. It's
2: really difficult, right? And like, you know, you look crazy,
0: (laughs) but it'll be a fun day when we can use her apartment upstairs as an office.
2: Yeah. Cause I literally live above the shop because I'm crazy. So like.
1: Eventually, eventually you'll, you'll move above another shop or the main. I'll probably
2: live in the warehouse one day.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Right. Um, all right. So what are your top three tips now that you've been through all of these trials and tribulations? And by the way, today is a really special day. It's January 10th when mm-hmm. we're recording this and it's your seven-year anniversary.
2: From opening the window. Happy
1: anniversary. Thank you. It's awesome. Um, so what are your top three tips that you've picked up along the way for developing strategic business initiatives to support this kind of growth?
2: Um, One thing I think and then you, we don't, I don't have to say all three because I certainly don't have three, I don't think, but one I know is uh, go with your gut on the calls you make. Like, one thing I'll give myself, Pamela G, credit for actually not G as much because he even learned later on that the decisions he didn't agree with that we were making were the right ones. Go with your gut on what you think. Start the food truck at the time you started it, even though they were trendy, they were still new. We then rode into the highest time of food trucks in Philly. We got out before they weren't cool anymore. Two people. Like, they weren't the thing. Like, open a restaurant on 18th Street. It's really expensive. Nothing ever lasts there. Do Do it. Like, go with your gut. Don't be afraid to say no. And at the same time, I guess, don't be afraid to say yes because you got to take the risks. But... We've made really smart decisions without realizing they were smart, like in a humble way. Like we didn't. Well, you never
1: know when you're making them, right? It's only in hindsight way later that you look back and you're like, man, that was a smart decision. I had no idea, no fucking idea that that was going to work out. Yeah. And I was scared shitless, but, you know, I presented myself with confidence and went for it and it happened to work out.
2: But like even the catering gigs that we used to say no to and they were catering, which means they'll pay you no matter what. But like. No, I don't want to cater your 50-person party for $700 because, you know what, a week later, even though I said no to that, we got a call from Star to do the holiday party. Their budget's 4000 Like, just say no if it doesn't feel right. And so I think we've made some really great decisions.
1: Yeah, and that's a good point about making sure that you align with and stick to— and we're all bad at this to some degree, right? You, you, you take on that client because you think you need to, to kind of keep the bills paid or whatever, and then you kick yourself for it later. Right. But when you say no frequently, again, kind of believing in the universe or karma or whatever it is kind of providing for you, you. what you need will come yeah, very frequently. And for us,
2: we were lucky. It was more than we needed. So it helped drive us to a more successful place. But We always had what we needed for this business or we made it, we we worked until we got it and we didn't stop working for it.
0: I think stay in your lane, like staying in our lane has helped.
2: Know what you're you're good at. Yeah.
0: Like just staying in our lane with a lot of things, knowing what we're good at product wise and just staying positive and also the karma thing. Um, We just want to always be positive and always as corny as this may sound, treat others as you want to be treated. Um, There have been plenty of times I've eaten at restaurants where either something's been in the food or it's just been really terrible or the the service has really sucked or they've been rude or I've wanted to write a thousand things. But you know what? I really don't. And that's just because somebody else is going to lose because of that or someone else is not going to eat there because of that. And I understand the one side of it where some people are like, but that's why you write reviews so that you stop people from going to eat somewhere gross. Well, here's the thing if a restaurant is truly disgusting, it's going to close down. Mm-hmm. It, someone else is going to find it the health department, the city, something's going to happen. It's not going to be there anymore. I've just seen it happen to like three different restaurants. Otherwise, it's a matter of your opinion, and let me tell you something: they're just like assholes. Everybody's yeah. got one, yep. and I don't really care about mine. You don't care about mine. Nobody does because who are we? So if you have something nasty to say, I just think it's something that you should either keep to yourself or write something constructive. Const- exactly, write something that's going to help the business get Go better. To the source. Right. Don't even write it. Yeah, yeah maybe or, it's a good call. but here's the thing: or if you know. have to oh. write it, write it because some people are still going to write it. So. So write it, but write it as, be kind. Like, it's such a a simple thing to do. If you want to be a critic because you think you're a foodie, whatever that means, because I've been eating my whole life and I've been told my whole life not to. (laughs) Like, write it with something that's going to help get something going forward. Yeah. If if you're just there to be mean, do you know what you're doing to other people? I don't think people really do. And the other part of it is, is, it just really struck me when we were, the second time we were on QVC is like, we have worked so hard to get there, and it was so scary for us. And, like, we're there. We're standing in front of these cameras, and, like, we're in pink, and we're wearing bandanas. Like, I'm almost 34 years old. You know what I mean? Like, you look like Polly Pockets. Yeah, we're like—I'm like, I'm like <laughs> half the time I'm looking down, I'm like, what the— like, Polly you know, Pockets, what <laughs> yeah, a great Polly reference. Yeah, Polly you know. and But we're two sisters, and, like, we're doing it for ourselves, and we're just trying to make a living. We're trying to build something great but people that get the product whether they like it or not you can either write that you didn't love it it wasn't great gotcha but to write something like this was so gross you should never buy it or, or just scathing reviews it it blows my mind that people want to tear people down nowadays about anything about any review about you know the place you went or this that i, I you know i just think people need to be more kind because everybody's out there working in this world, and the world is so hard anyway, give someone a break. you know i think we've learned be
2: good do good and good will come back to you and in business it's a great message
0: very true and we've seen it and i think that's why we're seeing success because we are always doing that for others if i see something that really needs something i go right to the source i go yo man like there's something creepy crawling out of that trash back there (laughs) i think you guys like literally have skunks maybe (laughs) well it's also you know
1: to your point Try contacting the source first and yeah. give them the opportunity, right? Because yeah. you to would want them
0: done to you. Yeah, like,
1: right. yeah. Just give them a chance yeah. rather than going online and, and writing some stupid review about, you know, but it's the society we live in. I do think to your point, though, that there's a huge shift in the mindset overall in the community, in, online community, I oh, guess, yeah. or local community. I mean, we live in Philly, which is a pretty harsh yeah, so environment, yeah. right? Um, there's a funny story. I won't say what the place was, but years ago, when my wife and I were in undergrad, we've been together for a long time. When we were an undergrad, we went to a sandwich shop in South Philly. It's South Philly. So we walk in, there's a line, and my friends who had sent me there had kind of given me the, look, it's South Philly, so step up, make your order, move aside, get out of the way. It's very Soup Nazi-esque, right? right? Yeah. Like on Seinfeld.
2: Like know how to order. Yeah.
1: So we walk in, I look up, you know, it, I'm getting an Italian hoagie, so pretty straightforward and simple. And I'm talking to my wife and I'm going, hey, you know, when we get up there, you know, we've been worn. Yeah. And she's like, OK, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we get up there and y- you guys know Sarah did. Uh, for those who Sarah are listening. <laughs> yeah. Sarah did. Um, Sarah did Marty's dress. So uh, my wife does bridal for. Or most of the people that listen to this probably know that but um so sarah's super sweet as yeah. you know and, and we step up and and tiny old lady she could barely stand over the counter like, like four foot nothing sarah. right and the li- little lady goes uh what do you want hun and i go i'd like an italian hoagie medium no oil mayo i'm good thanks and she goes what about you sweetheart and looks at sarah and sarah goes uh and she goes next
2: <laughs> oh I my god
1: sarah and Sarah, as as you know, she's very sweet, but like little fireball if you yeah. piss her off. And so she gets kind of frustrated and I'm like, I'll get it, I'll get it. So I just get a, just make it two Italians and, and she leaves and she's like, I'm waiting in the car, this is ridiculous. And we leave and she's like, I've never been treated like that, blah, blah, blah. blah. <laughs> and, I, and she takes one bite of the hoagie and she goes, you're ordering from now on.
2: <laughs> uh, like, yeah, It was worth it. You know why though? The funny thing is, is that also though, like that restaurant, does that because they know they can do that yeah but it's yeah, still yeah, yeah. not right yeah you should still be kind they're to customers. still
1: very very well known where they are they've yeah. rebranded but but yeah there's still there's like a line we went there the other day and they're like we're out of bread I know where.
0: You're yeah, going. she knows exactly what you're talking about.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's now no longer called what yes, it used to yeah. be called. It's now called something else. We won't <sighs> say what it is. Someone <laughs> thought
2: I actually. I think yeah, this like if we're place talking annoys you. <laughs> well, I was actually I was in restaurant DP <laughs> the other day. And some guy I don't I don't I don't know if this was a pickup line or if he really he was like, "You from there?" And I was like, "No, I wish." My bank <laughs> account is really great right now. He was like, "Oh, you look like the girl." not like
1: like, right now." We'll talk about it off yeah. off air. No, great food, great place, but. It's just, it's South Philly. That's the vibe. That's the environment that we live in. But I do think that it's changing, that it's becoming more collaborative to the point that you guys were making, like, your neighbors are more supportive. It's all a big community. Like, hey, we'll help you out. We'll show you the ropes. Don't do this. Watch out for that. But there's still those, like, 20% of of trolls online. It's also,
2: like, a lot of, like, the city. It's not the people. It's, like, the the government side of things. Like, that makes it difficult. But our neighbors are great. We love our neighbors. Bruno's is great to us. Yeah. Um, that's a great spot
1: too yeah I mean so good really briefly because I also want to highlight the fact that you guys also rent out Mac Mart for events
2: so we do Mac bars uh, custom Mac bars and catered table setups. so like you could have have all the plain Mac you want and then all the toppings you could dream of and make your own or we have catered service where you know staff stands behind the table and scoops different flavors for you so we do that we're also in the convention center now
0: awesome Um, we
2: have a stand there will be at the tattoo convention next weekend, which will be pretty fun. By the way, I heard they hang they hang people from their backs, which will be interesting to watch wow. while from serving all mac their and cheese. Piercings and stuff. Yes, yeah. that will be interesting. And then we'll be at like the flower show and auto show, which will be cool. We won't sleep. Are or Are you eat. doing like the we'll uh, wither away?
1: Are you are you um, serving at the black tie gala for the auto show?
2: I don't know how that works. I don't know. So they that's always told the night before yet. that they open, right? Right. Yeah. I don't know. Ooh, that'd be fancy. Yeah. We could wear ball gowns. While yes, serving, serving mac, mac and, cheese. and cheese and
1: ball gowns would be <laughs> awesome. All right, cool. So when we wrap up our show, we always play a little game to get to know you guys a little bit better. It's called First, Last, Best, and Worst. I explained it before. I'll give you a couple of categories. You give me the first one, the earliest one, the last one, which is the most recent, the best one, and then the worst one. You can spin the worst one however you want. I'll leave it to you guys. So first, last, best, and worst moments as a female entrepreneur. Gosh.
2: Wait, first, last, best, and worst. Yeah. Um, best, best is like a mix of two quick things, because if we're both going to answer best, I would say the moment that one or two of the food truck owners, and and this is of owning the food truck, kind of came up to us and basically said, we were wrong about you girls. Like, you're doing better than we've ever done. We're really sorry. Like, we've all talked crap about you guys. We didn't think you'd get anywhere. And like, you're now kicking all of our asses. And so that was a pretty great moment. I think also the best part, which obviously goes against probably some of the worst, is like we're girls and we're female entrepreneurs and there are going to be a lot of times we're not taken seriously. But like we also know there's a lot of times that like we can throw on a little more lip liner and like maybe look a little prettier at an event and like get what we want done. Like, you know, if you're if you need something from facilities at Penn. Like, those guys running around sweating all day on their golf carts. Like, they don't want to get anything for another dude sweating. But we run up to them. And we're like, we need sternos and lighters and electric. Can you get it for us? And they're like, sure, girls. We'll be right over. And we're like, <laughs> done. All the other food trucks are, like, suffering because
0: they're run by guys. That's and great. we're, like,
2: all set up and ready for the health department. So I guess that's pretty good. We can use it to our advantage. Yeah,
0: it works both. It definitely yeah. works both ways sometimes. Do you have a, any
2: first, last, best ones?
0: Um, I mean, I don't. One of the one of the worst I have to say was when somebody when I was I I've come to a Zen place, I think, for myself, having come from not being really Zen. So talking like this when I really wanted to like strangle somebody and having somebody tell me, You're full of wrath, <laughs> I think, was like a really like whoa moment. for While me. you were trying to keep calm. Yeah, like just while I was being because so. Because he wouldn't have said that to to he his wouldn't have said that to uh, a man, right? And like I have gone through the last like six years here, six and a half or so, being not not playing the female card. We neither one of us really do, and not really. Except the pen when I need to. What? Yeah, and I I really don't even really see that much, and I don't. I really choose to not see the male female thing because I really just see it as a business as we, as we're just in business. Of course. And so it's really just been in the last year that we've gotten a lot of, um, that taste of the male dominance, dominance against female entrepreneurs. And that was like a big, that was a big blow as far as like, oh God. Okay. That's, that must be what like this is real. Okay. That's, that's what it is. I got gotcha. you. All right. Because, like, if a dude was sitting across from you, he could be screaming at you, and you probably wouldn't say anything to him. But I'm sitting here just chatting with you like this, and because I'm not my usual self, which is like, yeah, I know, like, okay, you're feeling wrath. Like, it just, like, was really striking It was in to a business me. meeting. I yeah. don't know if
2: that was made clear. Like, he said this to her. In a business meeting. Yeah, so wow. it was just a lot yeah, for really me. really And it yeah. Yeah, just
0: really stuck with me. So that was probably one of the worst. One of the best is just, I have to say, it's just like on a daily. It happened the other day, two days ago. We have not been busy. We're not busy the first few weeks of January. Everybody is on their resolutions, and that's fine. We're here to support you until you're ready to come back <laughs> to the dark <laughs> side. <laughs> but, like, um, just people come in, and they just tell us how delicious it is, and it's always fun when people are like skeptical and they're like, mm, "I don't know what I want. Is it really that good?" And then they eat it and they just like sit up here and talk with us for 10 minutes about the product and how good it is it and really how they feels care about good. how we got started or yeah, cuz I didn't I didn't mean to go into food. I've worked in so many restaurants. I lived in New York she City got fired for like 10 from years. So many I've been restaurants. fired from no, so kidding. many restaurants, but I it just feels good to know that you're giving someone something delicious and they really yeah. like it because it warms you, you know,
2: and because we're the ones making whole. it. Like, I mean, we have a yeah. great staff. We have a great, we have a great kitchen, and we have a small staff, and we we love everyone that works with us. We don't even say for us. We have a very distinct culture. Yeah. at MacMar. But
0: like, that's f- probably a great feeling too. Is that yeah? Our staff hasn't left us for years. We Whoa. have a wonderful, wonderful staff. They were at wow. my wedding. Mm-hmm. They
2: like they came. Some of them could be there earlier because they weren't ha- working. The others knew to crash in their gowns later. Like. We have like an awesome staff and like we keep telling them we give them incentives, we give them perks. They they we we pay pretty well because Lots we want of mac to and keep cheese them. Too. Lots of
0: mac and cheese, but they also know like but it's not based well, on that. It's right. based on a res- a mutual respect. respect and it's always been it's always been made clear from day one that there is no caste system or levels here. People are owners, people are managers and people are dishwashers, but let me tell you like the owners a dishwasher the dishwasher is—we're is, is we're all here. Everybody's here. So nobody is told to do anything. Everybody's asked. And I would never ask anyone to do something I won't do myself. Yeah. And Marty's there open to close. Like, nobody works harder than Marty. So it's, you know, there's no pointing. You do this. Oh, like, my God. I would we're, never. We're we just—we're yeah. all, all on the same team. And, and, our, and
2: our team knows, like, if we make it big— they're going to make it big. Yeah. Like we'll never. You're in at the ground floor. Yeah. Like we've, we've said so many times and like, luckily they're now seeing kind of the fruits of all of our labor. And, but they know like guys, the first minute, like hundred thousand dollars gets in here. Like we're all going out. We're all celebrating. Like you're all getting extra checks. Like, and they stick with us, whether it's just because they like the job or they believe in it. But like they, yeah, like our cook is someone whose wedding we catered when we just had a truck. Wow. Like he works mm-hmm. now for us for two years. He didn't even know we'd have a restaurant eventually one day. And like Mia walked by once and has now she walked by just like walking her dog, stopped in because she was like I never seen a mac and cheese spot. She's now been with us almost three years. Wow. Um, like we have a really yeah, great.
1: we
0: just have a great staff. Yeah. yeah,
1: that's awesome. So what's next on the agenda? I know QVC, you're evolving that, but anything else on the horizon that we should look out for?
0: We we have a lot of um, I don't even want to say smaller. We have a lot of. Projects in the works, um, collaboration-wise, with different either pizza places or some seafood places. Some of them are not even in our state. Um, We're really trying to get our product into
2: other businesses, not only just wholesale of like t- U.S. foods type, but we want to be we want to be an appetizer on Applebee's menu. We want to be and even smaller. We want to be an appetizer on the local pizza shops menu. So anyone who wants to buy our
0: stuff. Yes, yeah. Guys. And we actually, the biggest thing we want to be able to do is sell the cheese sauce. Yeah, You can't buy a cheese sauce anywhere unless it's powdered. And that's not fresh and delicious. We want to sell a cheese sauce and we want to sell it in a bunch of different flavors. Mm. We want to get it to you fresh. And obviously it has to be frozen if if you're not close to us, but you can come in and buy the cheese sauce fresh, you know, any day that you want. And it, sometimes it's packaged for you right in front of you. We We get it right outside of the thing that we're pouring it in the bowl and um we kind of want to corner that market because yeah. nobody else is doing it you can go
2: buy like 20 different kinds of marinara but like if you go and look for a mac and cheese sauce there is none just alfredo that's true that's so a good point so yeah. we want to get into that and we've also you util- made our sauce so that it can be used for other things so we're hoping to like launch this whole like mac and melt product line um soon. So we definitely are trademarking, copywriting, patenting, whatever we have to do. Mm -hmm. So we're
0: doing all that right now.
1: She keeps looking at me. I don't know why, but (laughs) we'll talk about it off the air. Yeah. I do do trademarks as well. Actually, I just got hired. This will be my first announcement on the podcast that I got Offered an adjunct position at Temple to teach IP law uh, undergrads. Cool. So Congratulations! I'm going back to ruin the youth of America. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was
1: kind of cool. surreal. I went to orientation last night, and uh, it was surreal to like. Oh, I be saw your faculty. meme on like, yeah. uh, the
2: first day back at school. The was entourage, funny. Meme. yeah. <laughs>
1: Very
2: cool. Congratulations! Yeah, thanks. Yeah,
1: so cool. cool. All right. So, if people do want to reach out, whether they're interested in um, buying your MacMark products or Anything investing. and everything,
2: I would say DM us actually on Instagram because it just goes straight to me and Jay. And email-wise, either send to macmartcart at gmail.com or pamela.macmart at gmail.com.
1: Cool. And yeah. macmart's M-A-C-M-A-R-T-C-A-R-T, Macmart Cart. Yes. Awesome. Yes, yes. All right, thanks. This was fantastic. Thank thanks you for so being much for here. having this was us. great. Yeah, yeah So awesome. much fun. This episode of Self Paint Strategies was edited and produced by Lux Podcast Productions. Lux is a creative audio suite that helps clients create, market, and their show. Visit LuxPodcasts.com
2: to learn how a podcast can benefit your organization. That's L U X E Podcast.